We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. Eleanor Roosevelt. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Katie Chu and today's show is about the gift of dreams. And I'm Joven Hundle. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. It's always a season for giving, so give big. In this segment, Be The Star You Are reporter Chelsea Pelchat will be talking about the historical aspect of dreams in her segment, Past Present. Take it away, Chelsea. Hey guys, it's Chelsea, and I am so glad to be back with another addition to Past Present this week. So today, for this Gift of Dreams segment, I'm going to talk to you about how people have explained these strange images that appear in our sleep for the past thousand years. I'm sure that we've all been there, where we've just been laying peacefully asleep, when all of a sudden it feels like you're falling down into open space. You look around and down below you and you're sure enough, you're just, you just fell from the Empire State Building and there's nothing to stop you. So frantically you flail around trying to make sense of what is happening and then suddenly you wake up in your bed covered in sweat. Or there's a classic public, humili- uh, sorry, public hum- humiliation dream where you find yourself standing in front of your whole school only in your underwear before waking up with your heart racing. (laughs) Now you're lying if you didn't stop and think some time after it happened and wonder just what that meant. Was it a foreshadowing maybe that something might actually happen in the future? We all know that humans have a constant need to find an explanation for everything. So today we're going to examine the different ways that dreams have been interpreted throughout our history. So in ancient Greece and ancient Rome, They were seen in a religious context as direct messages from the gods or the dead. And oftentimes dreams were looked to in times of trouble as solutions to what to do, and they were believed to predict the future. In fact, dreams were even able to dictate the decisions of military and political leaders, with dreams interpreters following the military generals into battle um, to help with their war strategy. And during the Hellenistic period, dreams were thought to have healing powers. Sick people would often sleep would sleep in built in temples built around its healing powers, and they believed that the cures would be sent through their dreams. Dream interpreters have even aided the medicine 
men in their medical diagnosis because it was believed that dreams offered a vital a vital clue for healers in finding what's wrong with the dreamer. And the ancient Chinese believed that dreaming is the actual place where your spirit and soul leaves your body to go visit every night. And the catch is, if the body is unexpectedly awakened, the soul might not return to the body. And that's why some Chinese, even today, are wary of alarm clocks. And for some Mexican and Native American civilizations, there was such a thing as a dream dimension, where they saw dreams as a way of visiting and having contact with their ancestors, as well as directing them on their mission or role in life. And later, during the Middle Ages, dreams were thought to be evil and satanic or a divine warning that someone needed to change their ways. Now, just as a side note, during that time, um, due to the high mortality rates because of the Black Plague, uh, I mean the Black Death and the Plague, um, people often turn to religion um, to provide an explanation for the occurrences in everyday life. And the devil was believed to fill the minds of humans with poisonous thoughts, which he did through dreams attempting to mislead us down a wrong path. And then um, if you flash forward early in the 19th century, dreams were interpreted as stemming from anxiety or even indigestion. It was something that wasn't working properly within our bodies that was causing these images to appear in our sleep, and there wasn't really a meaning to them. And later on in the 19th century, the rise of psychoanalysis and mental health awareness led by Sigmund Freud was tied to dreams as they were significantly as they were significant in diagnosing the patient's condition. Freud emphasized that um, the importance of the unconscious mind and understanding it was crucial to understanding what was wrong with the patient in a time when almost half the population of the country was affected by some sort of mental illness because of the recent war. Um, Yeah, and he believed that every action that you take is motivated by your unconscious at some level in order to live in a civilized society. Um, You would have to learn to control them and repress your urges. However, these impulses, they will always find a way to rise to the surface in some form, and one way is through your dreams. And these dreams are symbolic of your unconscious. And as an incoming junior in high school, I'll have to say that one of the most common questions that I get asked every day, and by almost every grown-up I meet, is, what's your dream college? And what is your dream job? Like, in other words, what exactly are you planning to do with your life? And I might still have... um, And I might still have to do some research on this, but I'm guessing that this way of using the word dream as in your most preferable choice um, derives from Freud's revolutionary way of thinking about dreams. He connected it to the subconscious and your, I guess, your deepest desires. And I'd have to say that that's exactly why um, dreams are, like when you say dreams, the word dreams can be referred to as what you think about um, when you're sleeping or when you th- what you think about when you're alluding to your most desired um, place as when you're thinking about your career, your job. I mean, sorry, that's the same thing. Um, but your career, your home. Um, and I think that when he refers to dreams in this way, um, it definitely ties to Freud because your subconscious, like you're thinking about you, you're thinking about certain things, but there's other things in your mind that gets pushed in the back because maybe you're too scared to realize it or you don't realize it yet but it's basically um 
It's basically what you're thinking about all the time, but you don't realize it yet. And that's what I think is maybe tied to why dreams have suddenly changed their, um, the word dream has suddenly changed its meaning to evolve to be interpreted in that way. And dreams are still one of the greatest mysteries that seem to be one of the few things that is open to anyone's interpretation, um, just as they have been for the past few thousand years. I think that's an amazing point you made there with with really dreams. Um, there's so much history, so much, so many interpretations that we've, you know, kind of created and built up over the many thousands of years. You just mentioned so many different groups and communities that interpret them in different ways. And honestly, even now, dreams, some people say they do have meaning, some don't. Some say even if they do have meaning, there's nothing we can do with them. And, you know, I actually took a psychology class this year, and we learned about dreams for one of our units. And there is actually, you know, like, there is a lot of scientific um, research that does say dreams are just, you know, random electrical signals across the brain. But, you know, so many times, no matter who you ask, you'll find some, at some point, they had a dream that to them was connected to something that was, you know, during their daily life or one of the stresses they're dealing with or something that made sense to them in a way. So are dreams really random? You know, is there any meaning to them? That's kind of always the question, right? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, as you said, I mean, the scientific way of thinking about it is, no, according to recent research, they don't really mean anything. Um, they're just, mm-hmm. I guess, like you said, um, electric impulses in your brain. But right. I'll have to say that they do definitely pull random thoughts and imagery from your memories. And mm-hmm. it's theorized lately that humans construct dreams after they wake up as like a natural attempt to make sense of it all. And mm-hmm. I read somewhere that... Um, your dreams are like a way of flushing out something that happened recently that's been on your mind. Um, and it's just a way of, I guess, letting go of um, what's been on your mind lately. And that's why, like, when you when you think about something before you sleep, um, I realize that if you do have a dream, it sometimes is related to what you were thinking of. For example, um, last night, I'll have to admit, I've been watching a lot of Law and Order and Criminal Minds, <laughs> and I've I can read I, <laughs> and I dreamt that I found myself like in the middle of a crime scene that seemed to be I guess deja vu. And after thinking about it, I realized that it was because it was almost the exact replica replica of one of the crime scenes from an episode of Law and Order that I watched just <laughs> a few hours before falling asleep. And I guess like they did pull um, my mind did pull that episode out of my memories. And um, it projected it in my mind while I was sleeping. And I also um, remember reading somewhere that humans only remember a small portion of all their dreams. And, like, the parts that they can remember are altered, like, a bit after they wake up. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. And also, like, a fun fact is your brain doesn't really make up any new faces. Um, So if you see, like, a quote-unquote stranger in your sleep and you see their face but you don't recognize them, there's probably like a 99.9% chance that you have seen them in real life before, but you just haven't, um, you don't remember them, but your brain is is incapable of actually making up like a new face and constructing it. And so I just thought that was pretty creepy, but it's pretty cool because I have dreamt of like meeting new strangers 
in my dreams and I guess yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen them before Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, I thought it was really interesting how you brought up right now that, you know, there's a theory going around that when somebody wakes up and the dreams, you know, how you just said it's a construct, uh, something that we're thinking about or anything like that, because that is a really interesting perspective. I've never really thought about that, because if you think about it, you know, sleep's supposed to be a sort of refresher, um, sort of small little rehabilitation for ourselves and preparation for the new day and all that. And so if you're thinking about something that's been weighing you down, stressing you out, and then you sort of dream about it and maybe you have some sort of, I don't know, good dream about it where something happens and such. And when you wake up, your mind's just kind of, uh, it's just not weighing on you as heavy. That's a really interesting perspective. I never really thought of that before. Well, you know, with your segment today, I thought, yeah, we really do need to appreciate the mystery of dreams, how even with thousands of, you know, thousands of years and all these different groups that try to interpret it, it's still a mystery to us. So thanks for this great conversation. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have. Support our show and these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. For more info on how to go to to www.bethestarur.org and follow our blog. I'm Katie Chu. And I'm Joven Hundle. More information is at our website, which is again, www.bethestarur.org. Don't go anywhere as we continue our discussion about the gift of dreams. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program, I'm Joven Hundle, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. For this segment, we are discussing the gift of dreams. And I'm Katie Chu. Today, we have star guest Dr. Christopher Souten with us on the show. Dr. Souten is a naturopath and a psychotherapist in Toronto, Canada, where he has been training healthcare practitioners to integrate dream work into their practices. His new book is called Dreamworking, How to Listen to the Inner Guidance of Your Dreams. With that, let's welcome Christopher onto the show. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. It's a real pleasure. So dreams are kind of 
really interesting. You know, everyone is really interested in dreams. It's kind of still a mystery to you know everyone I've ever spoken to. It's been a mystery for centuries, as we mentioned earlier today. But how did you really become interested in dreams and uh, became where you are right now? Well, it it all started with me when I was in naturopathic college, and this would be back in the mid '80s, so quite a while ago. And you know, people were people. My classmates, first of all, started telling me their dreams, and then later on, my patients started telling me their dreams, and then my classmates' patients wanted to have their dreams done too. So I, I became the central person in the class to talk to dreams about. So, uh, and, and you know, that happened very easily and naturally somehow. Uh, oh, wow. I, I guess I, I, have, I have a natural uh, familiarity or comfort with the world of the dream. You know, some people are quite weirded out by their dreams or scared <laughs> by their dreams, but... I, I never have been, and some people find their dreams absolutely absurd and chaotic and meaningless, <laughs> but that's never been the case for me. So I guess I've always felt quite at home with dreams, mm. and and then I, when I graduated and became a practitioner and started seeing my patients, I thought, you know, very early on, uh, I I want dream work to be part of this. I want them to come in and tell me their dreams if they're troubled by their dreams which a lot of people are and mm-hmm. and that that's going to be you know a legitimate part of of their healthcare package and and it's just grown from there it started out as a kind of a side thing but now it's become a central thing wow you know it's interesting to get in perspective into that career path because you know um Mm -hmm. but what exactly is a naturopath sorry if i botched that pronunciation no that's right a naturopath is a licensed healthcare practitioner and they're licensed in many states in the united states and several provinces in canada Mm -hmm. and they are they're healthcare practitioners who specialize in using uh, natural and non-pharmaceutical and non-surgical approaches to healthcare. So there, you know, that includes many, many different things. And my specialty is, we could say, uh, counseling and therapy. So I'm, you know, very pretty early on, I I was interested in that, and the dream work became a more and more central part of that. So. You know, it's interesting you speak about career path. There is no direct career path to becoming a dream worker that I know of. It's Mm -hmm. it's very circuitous. You have to go all over the place. And you you have to get a bit of training here and a bit of training here and a course here and a weekend there and read a book there. And that's what I did. So I, I, I pieced it together. And... And, you know, I hope that changes someday. I hope someday there, there are college courses where you can go and you can major in dream working. And I think the world would be a much richer and better place for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that's, that's a really true point, given that dreams is a personal experience that all people go through, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, not just, it's not just a couple peer people here and there but everyone has dreams so it's kind of a actual yeah. a huge personal experience of you know, yeah. every person's life so it should definitely be a larger part of you know 
education and become its own kind of field. Uh-huh. So, yeah. On, yeah. So on the topic of um, how dreams are really a personal experience for everyone, do all dreams give us guidance or is it just like certain kinds of dreams that kind of give us a little hint into life or a little guidance? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, there are dreams which are, you know, not particularly helpful. And mm-hmm. there are dreams which are truly chaotic and bizarre. And then <laughs> then there are dreams where, you know, you kind of, you feel that someone is trying to tell you something. And, mm-hmm. and those are the ones that I think you should learn to identify and work with. It's just... You know, you, you get the feeling that somebody is trying to communicate with you. And mm-hmm. and there's a there's a message there. So and that you know, it's rather hard to, to describe that, but when you wake up with a dream, that feeling, that intuitive feeling that you're being given a message is probably the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because we can't work with all our dreams. I mean, a lot of people remember multiple dreams every night and and you can't work with all of them. So, right. I, you know, I usually say there, you know, to prioritize, maybe pick one dream a week that you will mm-hmm. you'll make an effort to remember it clearly, to write it down, to talk about it with somebody and to think about what what the message is and and that if you do that for this is what i advise people to do who really want to check out dream working you know pick one dream a week and go the distance with it and and go go all the way to thinking about what what might this dream be asking me for you know and you know and then actually doing something about it so you're you're not just kind of standing at the dream going, oh, wow, that's cool. That might mean this or that might mean that, which is fascinating. But you can do more than that. You can actually take the position of what is this dream asking me to do? And then you can actually do it. You can make a change in your life. And when if you start doing that, you, you will find that remarkable things start to happen. It's very dynamic. Right, right. And, you know, my question here would be that, so, you know, you're saying that, you know, focus on one dream a week, write it down, remember it as hard as you can. But so what about, you know, those nights where, you know, this is anecdotal evidence, of course, but like (laughs) I've had, uh, you know, nights where I, uh, mornings where I wake up and then I don't feel like I've dreamed at all the previous night. Is this possible? Mm -hmm. Do people just not dream at all some nights or can you give us some insight into that, how that works? No, I think that the evidence from sleep research is that we all do dream multiple times every night. Mm-hmm. The question is, you know, the recall. And and believe me, I've met many people who say they never remember dreams. I don't know if you've ever come across somebody like that, but they will say, you know, I haven't remembered a dream in years or decades or ever. So, mm-hmm. and yet, and at the other end of the spectrum... There are people who remember multiple dreams every every night. So why would there be such a huge difference on that spectrum? You know, because we're all dreaming every night. But mm-hmm. but some people, you know, it, it's you'd almost think that they're blocking their dream recall, or something in them perhaps doesn't want to remember the dreams. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people, th- this is the problem. They they come mm-hmm. to me and they say, you know, I'd like to do some dream work. I've had some fascinating dreams in the past, but they're just not happening now. What do I do? And so we that becomes our our key problem that we're, we're working on getting the dream recall happening again. And I always like to think of it that there's three different potential problem areas with dream recall. One of them is that you're you're not having memorable dreams in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of, the next one is that you're not catching hold of them as you wake up. It's like that critical moment as you're surfacing into wakefulness, you're not able to grab hold of the dream. And the third one, which is the most common one, is that you can remember the dream lying in bed as you wake up, but you've forgotten it by lunchtime. In other words, you didn't remember it long term, right? So people have problems in in one area or maybe two areas, and you've got to zero in on exactly where the problem is. So we kind of diagnose, okay, you're having trouble with your dream recall. Where is the problem? And there are different mm-hmm. solutions that I, you know, that I write about this in quite a bit of detail in the book. There are different solutions for each one of those three problems. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you, if you or somebody you know ever says, ah, I wish I could remember more dreams, then ask them. You know, where, where are you able to remember them when you wake up or and or are you not able to remember them long term and figure out exactly where they're having the problem and then try to help them with that. But, mm-hmm. you know, everybody can remember dreams. I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure of that. If you give it a bit of work and a bit of intention, you can remember your dreams and it'll really pay off. Yeah, I've always had or. Some some moments in the past, you know, when I wake up, I know I dreamed and I know it was something important because I kind of, you know, you mentioned, you said there was that intuitive gut feeling that, you know, a dream is trying to tell you something. And I would wake up with this feeling that I had a dream and it was important and it was big, but I can't remember exactly what mm-hmm. happened in that dream. So I can't tell anyone about it. And I'm so frustrated at that moment. Right, right. Well, you know, a lot for a lot of people, the problem is simply that they need their sleep. <laughs> and, you know, if they have to choose between getting more sleep and waking themselves up to remember the dream and write it down, they're going to choose the sleep. And, <laughs> and fair enough, because we need our sleep. And right. so... And, and and also often we need to get up very quickly because there's an alarm going off or we have to be somewhere. So right. so we don't we don't have that gracious, gentle period of time where we're lying in bed sort of floating half in between sleep and wakefulness, which mm-hmm. is the best time to remember <laughs> your dreams because you can actually kind of go back into them because you're still half in them so but if you're jumping out of bed to turn off your alarm and and get to work you don't have that luxury so for those people i say you know give yourself at least one day a week if you can to Mm -hmm. have that period where you're kind of lying in bed and you you can you can drift in and out because that's where your that's your best working place if you're going to be working on 
remembering your dreams more. Mm-hmm. And here's another tip for you, which I call the capture a cue. If if you wake up and you remember something about a dream, even one thing, and but you either need to go back to sleep or you need to jump out of bed and wake mm-hmm. up, then have a piece of paper and a pen by your bedside and just write down one thing that you remember. Like, let's say you had a dream with a bridge in it. So you just write the word bridge or, or you draw a little picture of a bridge. And then you can go ahead and go back to sleep if that's what you need to do. <laughs> or you can go ahead and wake up and turn off your alarm if that's what you need to do. But then later, you come back and you see your piece of paper there and there's a little picture of a bridge on it. And you know what? The whole dream might come back to you because you oh. got that you got that cue, right? So right. that that is a good trick if you are having trouble, you know, giving yourself the the luxurious time to lie in bed remembering your dreams. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and so thank you so much, Christopher, for this awesome conversation. Unfortunately, we are out of time in this segment. Uh, okay. More information about Dr. Soten and his new book can be found at www.christophersoten.com. Soten is spelled S-O-W-T-O-N. And visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. We will be continuing our fascinating conversation with Dr. Soten, so stay tuned. I'm Joven Hundle. And I'm Katie Chu. Please visit our charity site at bethestarur.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestarur. Stay right here as we continue our fascinating discussion on the gift of dreams with Christopher. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Katie Chu. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this segment of Express Yourself, we are continuing our fascinating conversation on the gift of dreams. 
And I'm Jovan Hundel. Back with us in this segment is our amazing guest, Dr. Christopher Soton, uh, who is a naturopath and psychotherapist based in Toronto, Canada, and where his practice focuses on dream work. Since 2003, Christopher has been training different practitioners of all kinds to incorporate dream work into their various practices. He is a member of the International Association for the Study of Dreams and has published a book, Dream Working, How to Listen to the Inner Guidance of Your Dreams. In his new work, Dr. Salton has directed the reader through the five steps to receiving the inner guidance of our dreams. Catch, clarify, orient, connect, and respond. With hands-on techniques, examples from the author's psychotherapy practice, and guidance for working with 14 common dream motifs, this book shows how to facilitate dream work for psychological and spiritual transformation. Whether a dream wants you to take action, improve your understanding, or make a specific change, you can rest assured that it's leading you to new perspectives and fulfilling resolutions. With that, let's welcome Christopher back onto the show. Hi, Christopher. Hello. So, you know, earlier today and, you know, clearly in your book and in your work, you kind of go through this whole idea of dream work, working with dreams. And that's kind of a newer idea with a lot of people, you know, Mm -hmm. people know or a lot of people kind of do think, yeah, dreams have something to do with our lives, but you've been mentioning how we should be working with our dreams and it can make um, it can make a difference in our lives. So do you think our dreams are always asking us for something? I think a lot of them are. And, and when you get the feeling like we were talking about before that the dream is trying to send you a message, mm-hmm. then, then work with that one and here, here's a good trick to try. Instead of asking, what do you think that dream means? Just switch mm-hmm. your question to, what do you think it's asking me for? So, here, let me give you an example. I Recently, a woman told me a dream where she had to drive her car to get to work. So, she mm-hmm. got in the car and the floor and the seat collapsed and the ah. seat kind of fell halfway through the floor and and then she grabbed the steering wheel she was still going to determine to drive to work so then Mm -hmm. she grabbed the steering wheel and the steering wheel was loose and came off partially Mm -hmm. but but then she still tried to start the car and then at that point a hand came out right (laughs) in front of her face and she was shocked and woke up so now, imagine that you had this dream or somebody you know had this dream and they were asking you to help understand it. Try not thinking about so much what it means, but what is it asking her to do? So, so let me ask you guys, what, what intuitively do you think that dream is asking her to do? Uh, um. I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> I know I can feel the pressure. I'm trying to be like, can I put some of my brain to <laughs> And here, now I'm going to help you. Instead of standing outside the dream, looking at it and it, interpretively wondering mm-hmm. what it means, go into the dream like as if it was a movie and or a play and you're now an actor in the play. So you go right into the scene. So mm-hmm. now you're in the car. So imagine that you're in a car and the seat just collapsed through the floor mm-hmm. and, the, and the steering wheel came off in your hands. Mm. 
So Maybe. how does that feel? Um, shocking, frightening. <laughs> uh huh. Like and, as if, why? Why is this happening to me? Uh huh. And you're now. Would you want to continue trying to drive to work? Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> so, so I guess. What, so what would you do? Um. Not go. It's sort of like a sign that like the universe doesn't want you to go to to work. Maybe whatever destination. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So can you feel that the dream is asking you for something? Can you mm-hmm. can you start to feel to look at Ask, it that way? Asking us to not go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's asking oh. you to to question your drive your your feeling that you always have to go to work no matter what you know whether you're stressed whether you're sick whether you have a migraine whether you don't want to go what you know you feel you have to go and damn it you're gonna go no matter what (laughs) and you know that ultimately was the message of the dream for her but oh yeah so it was that that hand was like the that came up right in front of her face was is because she didn't she didn't listen when the, the first thing happened which was mm-hmm. the floor collapsing and she didn't listen when the second thing happened which was the steering wheel come out so then a third thing happened which was even more direct and more stark right and, and then she woke up right there so it was like she got not only one message and two messages, but she got three messages in the same dream, and they're all saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're saying, stop, stop, look what you're doing. And, and that is one of the main functions of dreaming, is that feedback function. So oh. a, lot of, a lot of dreams say, stop, wait a minute, look what you're doing. And, and they show you what you're doing in a very exaggerated way. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's metaphorical. It's usually not literal or realistic. It's metaphorical. Mm-hmm. It's exaggerated, but it's very accurate. It's right. Like, it's trying to tell her, tell her to stop and slow down and reconsider her options and... Mm-hmm. and and consider making a change in her life. And that's what she eventually did do. She was able to do as a direct result wow. of having this dream and having insights based on the dream. And now this is why dreams are valuable in healthcare mm-hmm. because they, it's like preventive medicine at a very early level. It's like mm. the dreams will give you warnings about your life, your lifestyle, and the way you're driving your life, which is why I think we have so many driving problem dreams. They're one of the most common dreams we have in our culture. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they are very early stage warnings that are, that are asking you to make a change in the way you're living your life. So that is preventive medicine. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. I when you first asked us the question, you know, regarding this specific dream, I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know, but now that you've explained it, I'm like, how did we not see this? It's obviously telling her not to go. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> now, have either of you ever had 
the classic scary dream of a, a threatening figure pursuing you or a threatening oh, yeah. figure knocking mm-hmm. at the door. Okay, this Definitely. is another very, very common type of dream. Oh, yeah. So, so, so let me ask you, what do you think that kind of dream is asking you for? Um, hmm. To take action, maybe? Yeah. What kind of action? I don't know. To have some kind of figure chasing you, right? There um, is, yeah, there is a figure chasing you. And, and usually, with most people, this is a very repetitive dream. They've had it dozens, right. if not hundreds of times. And they always react in fear and they run away. But let's try this. Imagine that you're, you're having a dream and there's a scary figure chasing you and you're running away. Right. Can you mm-hmm. picture that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this is what... We're going to do the dream re-entry technique, which is the core technique that I use in my practice. So, there you are, running down this dark street. Somebody's chasing you. Okay, stop the action. Freeze. It's like you stop the movie. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, give yourself lots of time, mm-hmm. lots of space, and lots of awareness. It's like all of a sudden... You have more consciousness and more awareness and more time, uh-huh. and you, and you could. You, what do you, What do you want to do? What would um, you, ideally, what would you like to be able to do in this scene? Probably uh, find a way out of the situation. <laughs> For <okay>. me, at least. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you you find a. A door or another street that leads you away from the problem? Okay, <laughs> that's, that's one possibility. What's another possibility? Um, mm, maybe you just face it head first, kind of yeah. see what the... What, what about exactly that? Yeah, you? what about that? You turn, you turn around and you face the pursuer and you mm-hmm. confront him face to face. Look him right in the eye and uh-huh. say, who are you and what do you want? Right. Try that. Just try that for one moment. Just imagine mm-hmm. in the dream scene that you were depicting. Just imagine that you do that. Mm-hmm. How does it feel? Relieving to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know what? You're in a much more powerful position, aren't you? Right. Yeah. You're you're not just reacting and scared and running away. Mm-hmm. You're now being proactive. Mm-hmm. You've made a decision. You're acting on the decision, and you're confronting whatever this thing represents, whether it's good, mm-hmm. bad, ugly, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. It's whatever it represents in your life, and it's actually usually a part of you. But oh, whatever wow. whatever it is, you mm-hmm. are now in a courageous, proactive position, and you're, fr- you're facing it. And you're now going to find out who it is and what it wants. So you're in a much better position. Mm-hmm. Can you feel that? Yeah. 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 So that is dream work. We just did a piece of dream work there in real time. And that's what <laughs> I do every day. And That's and, amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's very exciting, actually, because 
you're you're actually exploring new territory within your own personality. See, right. if you've if you've had a repeating dream of running away from a frightening figure, which mm-hmm. many many people are in that position, mm-hmm. then you're changing that. You're mm-hmm. you're changing the the way you've always reacted to this threat, and now you're doing something different. And so psychologically, right. some new thing will start to unfold in your life because mm-hmm. you've made that change. So out of curiosity then, so you're saying how this is a very, you know, common dream. I feel like I've had it at least a few times. Uh, yep. So are the figures, are you ever able to, you know, kind of tell what the figure is? Like, is it a manifestation of something going on in your life? Is it anything like that? Or yeah, is it kind of take well, on forms like that? I, I would say a rough estimate that with, with the scary pursuing figure dream, 70% of the time that figure will be an aspect of you, of your own self that you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and one, once you encounter it, you'll realize that it's actually a very, very positive thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just trying to become a, an accepted part of you. It's trying to get into you or you could say into your sense of who you are. And this is what in psychology is often called a shadow figure. It's a true part of you, but it's in the shadows because you haven't let it in yet. So it keeps Mm -hmm. chasing you or it keeps knocking on your door, hoping that you will someday have the courage to let it in. And when you do, wonderful things happen because it, it usually is bringing a new sense of empowerment that you at first we're afraid of and that so that you see happens again and again now sometimes a scary figure in a dream will not be referring to a part of yourself it'll be referring to some external thing in your life that you're you're afraid of but in in either case you're in a much stronger and better position if you right. can confront it and find out who it is and what it wants Mm-hmm. So try that next time you have a scary dream of being chased by somebody. <laughs> definitely. Well, you know, I'm sure Jovan and I will both definitely try that the next time we're, you know, being chased. Right. Hopefully <laughs> kind of change around our dream for once. Yes. But thank you so much, Dr. Souten, for this wonderful conversation. Unfortunately, we are out of time during oh. the break be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for Be The Star You Are. More info is under events at our website at www.btsya.org. I'm Katie Chu. And I'm Jovan Hundle. Check out Dr. Soden and his work at www.christophersoden.com. Soden is spelled S-O-W-T-O-N. Please visit www.expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show. When we come back, we'll continue our inspiring conversation and very eye-opening conversation on the gift of dreams. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. 
Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself. And I'm Jovan Hundle, and today's hour is about the gift of dreams. And I'm Katie Chu. With our reporter, Telsey, and our guest, Dr. Christopher Salton, we dug really deep into the role of dreams in history, as well as, you know, their meaning and significance and how we can really respond to these dreams. But now with my segment, Aim to Shoot, which is all about careers, I'm going to be revealing how dreams can play a huge part in our careers and in various ways. Now... Obviously, the word dream can be interpreted, you know, one meaning is the kind of dreams we have during our sleep. And, you know, surprisingly, in addition to, you know, all those embarrassing dreams and being chased dreams and all those different kinds, a lot of people also have career related dreams. Some of these would be, you know, arguing with their boss or showing up to work late or naked. And a survey actually revealed that a high percentage of men and women dream about work. And while many experts might insist that dreams don't carry any significance, others obviously have argued the opposite. And dream experts say that dreams in which you do show up late or naked to work suggests that you might feel a sense of vulnerability in your career path or professional life. And in addition to this kind of short you know, interpretation of dreams, a lot of cultures actually put faith in dreams as predictors of one's future, of one's success, life, career, etc. And, you know, though it's different from dreams, fortune telling has kind of um, had a similar role in what, as far as I know, kind of Korean culture, which I wouldn't know because my family's Korean, but for fortune telling, they really do believe a lot of people that it can accurately foretell one's professional success in the future. And a lot of cultures put a similar kind of faith and dreams in being able to see what kind of career would work for you and whether you'll be successful or not in that career. And those kind of hints might show up in dreams. And a lot of people do think that dreams can reveal these kind of things. And who knows if you've dreamt about your future profession or career or your current work, despite, you know, scientific research, it might mean something and you should definitely take a look. And kind of as our guest, you know, Christopher mentioned earlier, you could definitely do some dream work with that and maybe find some kind of info or some kind of message from that dream that will give you a direction in your career. Now, going a little off from the idea of career-related dreams in itself, a lot of people do have a lot of interest in dreams, and unfortunately, dream work isn't its own field yet, but we all have a really 
a strong interest in dreams. For example, when I meet with friends or with people, you know, this is kind of a unique, you know, um, icebreaker. But if you do ask about dreams, it turns out to be an an amazing conversation. You know, people have insane, you know, unique dreams. For example, I've dreamed of being chased by, you know, a dinosaur while I was holding a pig, you know, and I've dreamed about, you know, being chased like a lot of people. I've dreamed about ghosts and there is such a great variety of dreams that, you know, everyone has been interested at one point. Everyone's kind of wondered, hey, I had this dream. Um, what do you think it means? Or, you know, you've come to school and your friend goes, I had this dream last night. And, you know, dreams are really a fascinating and really mysterious topic. So the study of dreams might be appealing to quite a, num- a lot of people out there. So the study of dreams is actually one of the many areas of study in the massive field of psychology. And having taken AP psychology this year, I know for a fact that there are various scientific theories regarding dreams and theories that are still being made regarding them. So some people believe that, or some scientists believe that dreams relate to unconscious desires and distress, while others believe that they're just merely results of random neural signals traveling across the brain that we try to make sense of. So given that there's so many different ideas about dreams, you know, the study of dreams is a continuing and most likely to continue to exist field um, in psychology. And that's a degree that you can definitely get in many different colleges. So a degree in psychology or a degree in neuroscience would definitely be beneficial for any career related to the study of dreams. And Dr. Christopher Salton mentioned this in the segment before, but as there isn't necessarily a field for dream work yet, you know, there's you have to go through various processes to really get into a career regarding dreams because dreams is... While it's still a small topic, it's huge and there are various ways to interpret it. You know, you could go into the research field, you know, you may make a new dream theory one day or you could follow a clinical profession where you help people interpret dreams and make sense of them to, um, to involve them in their daily lives. Now, there are kind of two approaches to dream theory and investigation. And one involves, you know, the study of dream content, the themes, emotions, images, events, what exactly is happening in that dream and why. Another aspect of dream research looks at the activity of the brain and body while dream dreaming is dreaming is occurring. So, for example, whether your brain is becoming more active as dreams occur or whether your body is responding in a particular way. So there are these two different yet connected approaches to dream theory that you could definitely become a part of if you want to work with dreams. Now, dreams are a fascinating, um, a really mysterious kind of yet personal human experience, and they've been studied for centuries and are still being deciphered today. So while the study of dreams seems very specific in terms of a potential career path or profession, and it is, it continues to advance as technology improves and scientists collect more data. So if you are interested in dreams, it's definitely something worth looking into and maybe trying out, you know, as a career once you get settled onto your um, adult life. Now, with um, your dream career is a kind of common common term that a lot of people hear, especially as you go into college or maybe as you're leaving college 
or even, you know, when you're kids, people will ask, oh, what's your dream career, your dream job? And it's kind of the term we use when we talk about some career, occupation, profession that we have possibly always or just that we have a strong desire to go toward and that you could achieve ideally if you could do anything. And one thing about dream careers is that it provides you a clear goal or image. For example, when someone says, my dream career is a doctor, they probably have some image in mind of them working with a patient or doing a certain type of occupation as a doctor or specializing in a certain field as a doctor. And having that kind of image really drives people. You know, it's a source of determination. You might see education as a necessary step, while others might think it's not really necessary and classes and activities will have a purpose because you'll be thinking this is one step closer to my dream career but others who don't have a dream career might not see as much of a purpose to doing these activities or these you know necessities and another thing that you're having a dream career can help with is giving you confidence so when you have a dream career you have a strong sense of identity and purpose you know You feel like you know where you're going to be headed in 10 years and you know what you want to be doing soon. So you feel like you know yourself and you can imagine yourself with a successful future. Whereas someone without a dream career might kind of be questioning what they might be doing and what they should be doing. But then again, as much as a dream career can help you um, with determination and confidence, there are also obstacles that kind of follow having a dream career. So one thing that a lot of people end up doing when they have a dream career in mind is doing the wrong thing to reach your goal. So a lot of people, you know, I know a friend, for example, who has wanted to be a doctor since she was young. So she always had this goal in mind. And But the issue is with a lot of people who have a goal for a long time is that even as they get closer to the age of reaching that goal, all they think about is the goal and not the path to it. And they end up choosing the wrong decisions and the wrong things to get to that goal. And that leads to, you know, mistakes along the path. Another thing is impatience. You want that career, that image um, to be reality so badly that you become impatient and you might, you know, become overly stressed, frustrated and unsatisfied with your current life. And that can definitely also lead to problems. And then, of course, This always shows up with anything, but it's that if you have a dream career in mind, you might confuse the word career with a calling. You know, you're so devoted to this dream career and reaching it that you think, oh, it's going to come to me. It's a calling. It'll call to me and I'll recognize that calling and I'll be there at that destination, that ideal destination. But that's not actually true. You know, with your dream career, you should be all the more determined to take the steps to get there. And you have to always be focused on what's at the present to get to the future. And also, last but not least, if you have a dream career, you can't be afraid to take steps and uh, take risks and step out of your comfort zone. Reaching a career that you've dreamed of for a long time is a huge, you know, a huge success for you, but it's also going to take risks along the way, especially for people who have, um, who really would like to aim for unique careers or careers that aren't as easily achieved. So 
whether you have a dream career in mind or you don't, it doesn't really matter. You know, it has your its advantages and disadvantages, but you will always have the potential to be successful. So if you have a specific career that you've aimed for since the day you learned it existed, you know, go for it. But also be careful not to become impatient or choose the wrong decisions because you're so um, determined to get to that one point. And if you don't have a dream career, it's fine. You know, even seniors in high school have no idea what they want to major in. And college students change majors um, halfway through college. Adults redirect their professional lives, you know, halfway into their 40s. You know, it's totally fine to not know. So, you know, a dream career is nice to have. It's not a necessity, but it's always, you know, something to have in mind and a way to make sure that you're going toward the right path. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, um, you know, since we're kind of teen related and uh, I really liked how you were talking about all these dream careers, you know, that's on all these teens minds. And I liked how you were talking about, you know, careers and callings and all that. And earlier how you had mentioned how there really isn't a dream work a career field right now because it was really interesting to me um, when we had Dr. Soten as a guest in the previous segments and he was talking about how um, you know, he just kind of became the go-to person in this class for people to ask about dreams and such. So it was kind of mm-hmm. interesting how he made a sort of career after that. And anyway, uh, thank you so much for this great conversation, Katie. You had a lot of awesome info. Sadly, it is time to say farewell. We give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our voice engineer, Matt. And thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. I'm Joven Hundle. And I'm Katie Chu. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, go to www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and our main site at www.bethestarur.org. Until next week, be kind, be dreaming, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself